everyone, welcome back. Betsburts Golf Genesis Invitational Preview here with my friend, fresh off of a nice little well-deserved R&R. Made his way out there, boots on the ground for the waste management. Uh, welcome back, Andy. How are we doing? Good. Yeah, I, I'm actually, I just DM'd Cal, our friend Link Calhoun. I'm sure some of you guys know him from the DFS streets and just being a general weirdo on Twitter. I'm like, do we fly out to California this weekend and just surprise people we know in LA and go to Riv? I did ask her. I never understand Los Angeles like geography either because I've oh, yeah. really never been there. I'm like, how far is Because I asked Drew Dinzig. I'm like, how far is this from you? And his exact quote was, that's like 45 minutes without traffic, but at the wrong time of the day, it's infinity. Like he just <laughs> said, it's infinity. It just makes me never want to go to Los Angeles. But yes, we are in Los Angeles, the last West Coast stop here as we head back before we go do the Florida swing. And this is a gorgeous course, but the, uh, the difficulty is going to ramp up quite a bit compared to, you know, obviously a TPC course that we had last week where scoring was a little easier in spots. Although the, the, the Thursday winds kind of kept things in check right off the bat. Once, you know, once the weather got nice scoring kind of came in droves for some guys There were some nice low scores. So yeah, I'm excited about this one too. And then obviously the, the big elephant in the room is our, there's a, you go scroll down the, the big uh, long shots, you know, you're going to see some Patrick Rogers and you're going to see some Denny McCarthy's and you're going to see the Cam Davises of the world. And then boom, Tiger Woods, 150 to one right there. Yeah, the it's, it's longer than I thought it would be uh, you know, just off the top before we get into it a lot. I, I uh, talked with Mayo um, on Friday about it. Uh, we prop drop our football prop show. Uh, we put a bow on obviously for the Super Bowl and, Talked a little bit about golf because we typically that spills over at times. And uh, I thought Eldrick would be, I thought he'd be shorter than a hundred, just public sentiment. Uh, and yet we haven't seen him uh, on a competitive, it's not even a PGA tour event, but a, a competitive actual event since the open championship. We know he's been playing golf and we know he's talked about wanting to have a, you know, a little bit more of a, a schedule. That's you know, not a normal schedule, but something outside of just the major. So it makes sense theoretically because a couple of years ago this became his invitational, uh, which I guess makes sense. Southern California kid, but like out of all the places for this to be his place, like he's really not done well here. He I was going to say how many, how many, how many times has he won here, Ryan? Zero, never yeah, won this here. Is, this is actually not a great course fit, and it's one of those things. And I joked about this last week with John Rom. I said, "Hey, what's a good course fit for John Rom?" And it's like. You know, 18 tee boxes, 18 flag sticks. You know, it's it, it, Tiger, you know, peak Tiger was the same way. Where he's being priced at like plus 150 to win tournaments, winning three in a row to start seasons and all that. And it, it didn't matter. But uh, the current Eldrick, the current, you know, iteration where he's a little older and he's been fighting through some injuries, like of all the places, this is a, this is a tough ask for him. Getting through this tough rough, uh, you know, hitting hitting some hitting some nice t or excuse me approach shots out of some tricky areas, finding these greens, a lot of around you know a lot of grinding, and honestly, I looked at some of the elevation stuff and just kind of got a general feel for this course. Doesn't seem like the easiest walk in the world either, which is it's silly that that's a factor when we're not talking champions tour, but. Like, uh, it, it is a factor with him right now. Like, it, that was a big part of when he was coming back. He's like, I don't think I can walk this course four days, which 
I mean, if you look at the price, you might not have to. The uh, general sentiment is miscut, which probably took some sharp action. Yeah. Well, let's put a bow on waste management, too. I mean, uh, you were there a little bit talking about your experience. Scotty taking care of business, kind of where it all started last year, where he you know, went on a run and winning four times in 56 days. And, uh, you know, he didn't have his best stuff. He had a little bit of Speethian in him. He had some magic bean stuff. I mean, he had a dead pull all day on Sunday, scrambled his ass off, made some key putts, you know, kept a long eagle. It wasn't terribly long, but that eagle putt, the kind of sent him apart. That was, that was kind of it. Once he made that, I I said, well, I'm going to go watch, uh, Go watch some House Hunters International or something, I guess, because this one's <laughs> over. And I mostly was just sweating some matchup bets I had on Sunday. Kind of, I'd kind of given him the tournament at that point. It was, uh, you know, Nick Taylor is. It, it's not like Tiger running you down, or you know, hey, it's nineteen ninety nine and David Duvall is uh, a shot back. It's, it's you know, it's Mister Taylor, not not quite as uh, imposing of a figure, so. It felt like he was just going to take it. He did. It was a good tournament. And like you said, like I didn't encourage anybody to go. Like, And it, it's not like, you know, you go look at how much it costs for a family to go to an NFL game. Obviously, you have to get to Phoenix, get to Scottsdale, and that that is a flight for a lot of people. But like, you go Thursday, just general admissions, 50 bucks, And you can walk all over the place. A lot of those grandstands, that, it's not like extra tickets. You just walk on them. I was walking through a crowd. Um, to go to the merch tent, and I almost put a shoulder into Xander Schaff. Like, I mean, he he was just right there. Like, he just, I mean, we we just passed through a crowd, and somebody's like, "That's it, yeah, that was fucking Xander." Like, <laughs> it's the closeness you can get to, you know, a lot of these big names. Rory walked right past us and waved. And like, it, it was it was an all golf tournament or like that. You can get real up and close, but obviously the the party atmosphere here was just wicked awesome, guys passing out at two in the afternoon on hillsides and um how do i say this delicately the attire um being worn is not the same as a normal golf tournament you know uh especially by some of the ladies they do like to dress up for this one a little differently there was a it looked more like a halloween party not without the costumes you know than uh than a golf tournament so lots of fun and yeah, I, I might just go every year. Christ, that was a Scottsdale was so fun. So excited about that. And yeah, it was it was awesome to see so many good golfers like grouped up. Even you know, I just went Thursday and Friday. Those those groups were really good. You got to see some really good golfers. And honestly, it was I enjoy because I'm a masochist, enjoying really good golfers play bad golf. And I stood on 17 for a while, and people know that you know this is a drivable par four. But it comes with its risks, with the water, with the sand. There's a little collection area that essentially leaves you short-sighted because of where the pin was. Like if you go to the right and drop in that collection area, yeah. you have no green to work with, and you're you're kind of screwed because you can't hit it too hard, or it's going to roll off the back. And nobody could drive the green because there was a headwind, and a lot of people were laying up and just taking like 75-yard chips in instead. And, People that went for it, they ended up in the collection area. They ended up in the sand. I got to watch Harris English from not far away from him absolutely get a hold of one out of the sand. Like he had, you know, 30 yards in and he hit it about 70 yards and right into the pond. So it, it was enjoyable of, uh, watching some guys struggle on what was an easy, uh, was, you know, generally an easy course. But the wind did definitely make some things interesting, even for, 
you know, just world-class goddamn golfers. That's how hard golf is. I like to see them humanized a little bit for sure. Cause they do things out there that, you know, I just can't wrap my brain around sometimes for someone who loves to play the game and uh, just likes to hack it around to see the ability that these guys have to control the little white ball when they don't a little, it, it makes you, uh, you know, feel pretty good for some reason. I, I, I can resonate with that, but I, I, you make a good point, right? We're, that's kind of the design of these designated events. We're going to have strong leaderboards. We're going to have major feels on Sunday because there's just, you have so many of the guys uh, and basically we're running it back, back to back designated events here with the Genesis and really outside of, I believe it's Aaron wise and Chris Kirk. Um, otherwise every other eligible top 60 in the world golf ranking is here. You mentioned tiger here as well. Um, this is a, a loaded field and it is a invitational versus a traditional event. So we, you know, we do have a smaller number and typically, you know, we're in like 156, uh, 145 and change. This is like 120, you know, when guys withdraw, we don't have, you know, we're not replacing them or anything like that. So uh, we have a top 65 and ties play on the weekend here. Uh, and you mentioned this is a, this is going to be the host of the Olympics in a couple of years. They should be playing majors here. Um, occasionally you do have some corollary pieces, as you mentioned, like this is why the tiger thing is really weird to me because like you, other than this, this course in Tory are the only courses on tour that are Kakuya fairways and rough and Poa greens. So the top of the leaderboard and corollaries, the guys that have had success at Tory, it makes sense that they also have some success here at Riff. Tigers had a lot of success at Tory. You also have some elevation changes that I think are a little bit reminiscent of Augusta too. And then you think of Adam Scott's, Bubba Watson, Bubba's won this a bunch of times. Like those make sense. They also won at Augusta. So you would think Tiger would have had some success here. Maybe that's part of why this is, I'm going to make this my damn event. And even when I'm 50, I'm going to get over the hump at some point at the Genesis because a lot of dog legs, um, you know, the rough is not penal, but like positional golf matters here because you can leave yourself behind trees and not really have a shot to the green. Missing the green is going to be a thing. Like greens and regulation is lower than average, so you are going to have to scramble. And that, that's the thing. Like they are big greens, big greens, and and you still have a very low greens and regulation percentage compared to the average tour, uh, the average tour stop because it is just a lot of shot shaping. And if you don't shape your shot right, or if you don't put yourself in a like you said positional golf, if you don't put yourself in a good position to you know, hit into the green on your second shot on a four, you just, you're going to miss a lot and you're going to be playing, you know, and then, then you're scrambling at that point, scrambling to make par. And there's going to be a ton of that, even with really, really massive greens. And there's a lot of spots where you are going to hit your green in regulation and be left with a 80 foot putt where it's like, Oh, like I have to lag putt this into a different tier of the green and just pray, you know, pray you can end up with something inside like four feet in a lot of these instances. You're going to see a lot of three putts. Like, hey, a good first yeah. shot, second shot's on the green, that's a five. Like, here's a five. Have your five. Like, it, it's, it is a tough course. And like you said, it should host the U.S. Open. Like, you grow this Kikuya out a little, you roll the greens a little, maybe we, we tighten up the fairways even a little more. Um, you know, move that fringe in like three feet on either side and you've, you've got a goddamn beast. So yep. I, I would like to see that. I imagine someday we do. And they just continue to 
uh, put a spotlight on this event and this course. And obviously having Tiger's name attached to it, I think really helps a ton. So um, I think we have seen some, you know, because of the um, uniqueness with the Kikuya and the Poa mix, like that's really native to Southern California. It's also native to Australia, which I think is why we see some Aussies have had some success here. And you also see that a little bit down in South Africa too. So like, I think that makes some sense in, you know, trying to shape a betting card here as well. So again, we're going to have this. This is going to be the same trick, Andy, that we have for all these similar to a major. It gets really hard to find a story and, and ways to cross some of these guys off because again, Scotty's kind of put himself in like we keep talking. It's been Rom and Rory a lot. Uh, the last couple of months and Rory obviously to the tail end the last year got just white hot. And now all of a sudden Scotty world number one. So we kind of have those three separating themselves a little bit from the rest of the pack. But again, the rest of the, the studs are here as well and really hard to kind of cross names off. So we'll start with the conversation that we do every week. Where do you go at the very top? It's still Rom and Rory. As far as the betting markets go, Scotty is kind of right there in that next tier, but then we still have the Xanders um, that are just kind of, you know, just a little bit behind and we look at the next couple of guys here, you know, JT, really nice weekends. Couldn't make a, well, couldn't make a putt for a little bit. H- had one of those like Xander finishes where, mm. you know, you look, he's top five, but he was really never in it. He didn't really put himself in position, but got, you know, white hot. Now he's, he's down there in the, the low teens. Finau has had mixed results here, though, you know, lost in uh, the playoff to Max a couple of years ago. This fits the Tony course. Like how are we approaching the top of the board? Probably just because it's not one of those where it's like, man, Rom, Rory, Scotty, and Xander are all here, and then the rest of the field sucks. You know, I am gonna veer away from the top again. I know, you know, it, it wasn't a true, it wasn't a true uh, like favorite that won, but Scotty was like third favorite. I mean, he was right there. Yeah. So I mean, the, the fact that it happened last week in a TPC course, I guess, makes more sense. But there's a lot of guys in like the 18 to 30 range that have, I feel like, have a decent chance comparatively to their, you know, to their odds. So I'm going to go with, you know, Rom, Rory, Scotty, Xander. One of them wins. So be it. I just can't be betting them in a. It's not a full field event, but it's still not like a you know, a masters or one of those 70 person fields, or once you get into the playoffs, like that's still 130. And I mean, the names that are beyond them and I'm not, I'll just say, I'm not betting Tony. I'm not betting Justin this week, but right past them, you've got Cantley, you've got Homa, Morikawa, Hovland, Burns, who I know it, we've, we've talked about Burns, you know, it's Bermuda Burns, but I mean, just looking at some of Ron's research, he's putted really well on this type of uh yep. in fact he he may be the best in the field over the sample size ron used in, in this type of uh what do you want to call it this green setup where we have this type of green this time of year uh and then uh, overseeing cam young's the yeah yeah the trivialis into the into the uh the bermuda but cam young spieth sung jay jason day tom kim who suddenly we just like i guess we forgot about Sp- uh, Fitzpatrick won a major last year. Mm-hmm. Zalatoris almost won every major last year. Hideki uh, Hatton had a really good week. He's 40 to 1 here. Yep. He was playing incredible golf. And then, of course, you know, Adam Scott, Justin Rose, who's won ready, uh, and even Keegan, Ricky, Taylor. Like, that, it's a pretty good list of names here. Obviously, it is the elevated event, but I think just what I kind of what I'm getting at is I'm going to avoid those top four and just. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to go down the board and be betting Kitayama 200 to one, but 
I'm going to go for a little longer odds here for the most part. Yeah, I'm with you. It's just really hard to take that swing because I don't think that it's that steep of a drop-off, even though, like, again, if it becomes, uh, you know, this time it's Rory and Scotty on the weekends. Like, we're not going to be surprised, but there's just outright betting. Uh, and golf is a different beast, and I think it's probably the right way to go because you just you got to you gotta take some shots down the board. It's pretty expensive to bet, I think, the way that we do to take those shots on the top. Um, otherwise, you have a pretty thin card. I'd rather give myself more chances at the Apple with guys that you just listed a long list of guys, but those guys can win golf tournaments. Some of them have recently, and some of them have won tournaments with fields as good or better than this. So it's not like they can't go ahead and take down uh, a really top tier field. So like Scotty was a great look talked about it last week. It was really hard to cross off, especially with like 15s on the board. Well, now we're at 10. Um, so we're, you know, we're paying the tax really like the fit for Xander there last week. You know, Xander was at 16. Now Xander's still like 16 and 14 again, right? Because he was in, you know, he had that Sunday smoke again. JT was a great play last week to get him north of 20. But now we lost 10 points for the most part, right? Chris is out there at 19 still, but like a lot of domestics are at 14 on JT. So uh, a little bit harder. I'm with you. We talked about it. We we asked for Morikawa to do his part. You know, you either need to go out and win waste management or you need to slam the trunk on Friday, pack it up. The books didn't do us a huge favor, though. We're not getting the the discount that I think we were hoping to I get. I, yeah, and I feel like an asshole for not posting this fast enough, but I just get busy in the mornings. Uh, Bookmaker had 27 mm, for nice. maybe an hour. Um, that quickly got beat into place. Uh, I waited because I'm like, well, I'm not betting 20 to 1. I'm going to let some more offshores kind of percolate. I'm going to let some people bet into the market, see if we can get a 20, you know, 24 or something. So 27 was... Uh, I was ecstatic about that, so I got down on that. I'd still, I'd still bet him if you can find a 22, 23, but obviously less excited about that. So kind of uh, maybe a bit of a lesson on understanding the markets, understanding, and not everybody has all the same outs as everyone else, but understand and maybe even take some notes. Yeah, I know it's not the same every week. We saw that with points bet a couple weeks ago, but understand who opens their markets when with the outs you have and understand who's who's generally going to have the better numbers on stuff you're betting. You know, the, there are books like that. And I have the same thing with other sports too. Like, Hey, this one caps, they cap long shots. Like basically, you know, they're not going to list anyone over 150 to one. There's books that do that. So, you know, if you are betting a bomb, like an absolute bomb, you have to know, like, I have to look at this other book because he might be 200 there and you know, it, it's great. That's a big number. You imagine hitting a 200 one. That'd be awesome. It's a lot, feel a lot shittier if he was 350 at other places. Like, nope. You kind of understand each book's general market when they open, when they reshuffle. I know like DraftKings does their reset. You know, DraftKings will have stuff up the week before and all the odds look like shit and everybody complains and they forget that they're just going to reset it on Sunday anyway. And yeah, you're going to get some actual odds. So, Kind of understand that. And that, that's what I did this week. I waited. I waited for Bookmaker. I waited for one other one and kind of picked up a few prices, which a couple of them are still sitting pretty much where I bet them. But, yeah, Morikawa got beat up in the market. Sam Burns got beat up in the market. And then uh, one other one kind of took a little bit of price. I think it was Cam Young as well. I want to say that. Oh, Zal. Uh, Bookmaker basically had a 50 on Zal. And it's 35 now. Nobody had that number, and people were like, well, how hurt can he be? I see 49 on Chris, which is wild. 
um, that's a, a big number on, on Zal. So yeah, I mean, that's really good advice. It's, it's hard. Like there are, are some places, like you mentioned the points bet thing, like points bet that week was first to market. They were really quick. And then there are other weeks where like they're dead last in, and then they're just straight copying off of someone else. Um, so it is kind of a, a guessing game on Monday mornings. It's like, okay, I definitely want this guy, but is this the right number? Am I going to lose this? Is this going to end up being the best of the number? It's really tricky. Uh, I, I did the same thing. I wanted Morikawa. We were locked into that take. It was one of the next two. Preferred him here. We're hoping we get a longer number. I opened at 20s, um, 18s even in some spot. But Bet Rivers was actually kind of last into the market, um, and they offered a 25 in their enhanced menu. Because they offer each ways. They offer each ways at a different price. Their enhanced number does not offer the each way. I believe it also doesn't have a cash out option. Yeah, I, I, somebody has said that. That that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, but twenty five for Morikawa. Like I'm not a big cash out guy anyway, so like I don't feel like I'm losing anything by leaving that on the table. Um, I like each ways occasionally, but um, Rivers at twenty five I think was a great number, and you know th this is the top of my card um, in terms of of where I'm at. So like, ah, gosh, I'm having a really hard time. Like I want to bet Max. I want to bet Max really bad. Um, I believe that he he belongs in this this tier. It's just it's tough. Um, I was locked in the Morikawa thing. Max will get a really strong finishing position look for me. You know, we'll look maybe even to you know sprinkle some matchups against some other guys in this in this range against him because I think he loves this place. We know how how he plays West Coast golf. Everything you need to do well. There's a reason why he's had you know three straight top tens here, including a victory. Um, it's a great spot for Max. So he was the hard cross off for me this week uh but morikawa 25 and uh, andy at 27 is a great great number if you can find anything DraftKings looks like they're still at 22 if you have yeah, offshores i feel, Christmas I feel like 22 is kind of what you're gonna get if you want to take yeah. it it might get beat down to 20 maybe i'm wrong and we see a better price later but i was i was ecstatic to have that and i think maybe quick pump the brakes here too because i feel like that list of guys i list and obviously like jt and uh, you know tony are you know they're on a different level especially with with success and wins than some of the guys i listed later down like you know the, even tom camp who just he's younger hatton who's you know hasn't had as much success of late but played really well last week like i pointed out like there's so many guys in that chunk of you know 18 to like 50 or 60 kind of wanted to talk about what you're what you're you know keying in on for key stats this week she almost have got to that before we bet. Yeah. Or before we start talking bets, because it is a little tricky and it, it just goes back to the course again with, uh, you know, how, how long drivers have won here. But I think there's some, I think there's some hidden noise in that. Like you've looked at some of these big names that have won here who are really long off the tee. And it's like, Hey, we want to be all about driving distance here, but it's, it's, it is, you know, Adam Scott, Bubba, Dustin Johnson, they hit the ball country mile, but it's not truly like a bombing and gouging kind of place. Those guys are also just good at golf. And like in Bubba's case, he's very good at putting the ball where he wants off the tee, even if he does club down. So I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I don't want to use driving distance as like a plus here, but I really don't want to use it as a massive plus. I don't want to be looking at just, just bombers here. Like there's so much more important things here. And I, I really think like, like you said, greens and regulation percentage is going to be massive looking at good driving percentage. Yes. I feel like Ron might've brought this up in the preview. 
and I've, I've explained this one before, but for anyone who's not familiar, good driving, a uh, good drives gained or good driving percentage means it doesn't matter where the first ball went. It could be, you know, you could be hitting it from the gallery. You could be hitting it from the middle of the fairway. Did that drive end up on the green in regulation? You know, on a par four, did the next shot end up on the green? So basically, you know, how are you, it, it is kind of a decent measure, and we don't have something perfect for this, a decent measure of how you are treating, you know, uh, playing your first shot to set up your second shot. Like, you know, maybe you're in the fringe a lot, and you miss eight fairways that day, but you hit like 16 greens because, you know, maybe it was just better to be on the right side, and it didn't matter if you're in that first cut. You know, being in the first cut would have been better than being maybe in the middle left of the fairway at that point. So I, I think that's a really good measure for this one. I'm using that strongly. And obviously ap approach, greens and regulation kind of go hand in hand. But uh, approach and around the green are, you know, I, I approach every week. Like, I feel like we should almost just stop talking about approach. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's the that's only okay, thing I, I... for scoring. But uh, around the green, too, just because the, the greens and regulation percentage is so low here, there's going to be so many misses. And those guys that, you know, like say, hey, he has good driving percentage. He hits a lot of greens no matter where. He's still going to miss some here. And yeah. it's going to really matter what he can do out of these these short side uh, greens bunkers, these uh, collection areas, these spots where he's, you know, again, even just short sided in the rough where it's, there's not a lot of green to work with and there's a different tier that you might be popping onto and suddenly your scrambling is leaving you with like, a, you know, a 50 foot par putt. And things can really unravel at that point. So, um, and just uh, let me pull up Ronsing too. I think he he had driving distance listed somewhere in there too. But approach around the green, scrambling on POA, he went with some bogey avoidance, which uh, bogey avoidance, three putt avoidance, kind of that. Those are going to be key here too. Guys who have a decent three putt avoidance stat are, I mean. They're good lag putters, and you're going to have to be a good lag putter here. There are going to be some long greens or some long putts here, and then just course history. I might even, like you said, throw in course history on Tory, like throw in course history on similar courses if you want to. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm still building things out as I'm trying to figure out exactly how to finish out this card, but I have bet three guys already. Nice. I think you make some really good points there, and I think. Um, so we're in this thing and we're building our own, uh, you know, modeling tool. And we know that there are other players in the space. And I think that it's something that a lot of people that are listening do that on their own. If I do some sort of, um, you know, modeling where you're grabbing, grabbing and trying to weight different statistics. And I think we probably do, I don't know. I feel like people don't do a great job at kind of explaining that. Maybe that, I know that's a hope of you you know, ours, when we get our tool and we can share that for the listeners. Well, and also the explaining the double counting. That's what I'm getting at is there's yeah. so much double counting and like, are we weighing it properly? Cause you're talking about like, all right, good drives. I agree. Good drives matter here a ton uh, because of how you laid it out because of what it needs to, needs to transpire. But it also kind of like is going to be double counting approach. And it's also going to be double counting, like strokes gain ball striking. Um, there's a little bit of overlap between, just, uh, you know, the approach buckets. All right, now I also want to weigh the approach ranges, which are massive here as well. A lot of approaches from 150 to 175, 175 to 200. So now we're like triple counting in a lot of ways, right? So yeah. how do we weigh it and how, some, how, how can we keep it simple without giving too much weight to something all of a sudden? It's like, well, I want to give this 20% weight. But like in all actuality, you gave it 60% because we're also counting, 
is Trotsky and ball striking, Trotsky and team yeah. green. And I, and I guess, yeah, the, the simplest way to look at like the, the true double counting is like, I looked at a, off the tee, I looked at approach and then I threw in TD green. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you didn't <laughs> right. have to, like you probably could have cleaned that up a little or just lowered all those. And, you know, cause it's not exactly, but a lot of those stats are just stat one plus stat two. Yeah. And then you're adding stat three and then just again, stacking a double count. So kind of, you know, if, if you're one who uses any sort of, you know, if you're doing it by hand or using a, a site to do that, know that, you know, approach and greens and regulation. And like you said, proximity 150, like if you start throwing that all in there and giving it like 15, 20% weight, you're basically just saying like, it's 60% irons here. And yep. probably not the case. You do need to start looking at, some of the other granular stats and some of the other things that people can do here. I, I don't usually put sand saves, but I think that's probably key here. There's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of issues around the green too. If you're, you know, if you're missing the green, you're going to end up with some, some nasty bunker shots. It's not, you know, the most important thing, but I think it matters here more than the average course. And I think that's something that Ron does a great job of <clears throat> pointing out. It's like, Hey, guess what? Everything matters everywhere. Like, you know, it, it, scrambling matters on every course you'll ever play because at some point you'll be scrambling. But there, there, you know, it's not just his opinion um, or for that matter, my opinion. When I start looking at some of this stuff as well, he can say, here's how much it matters on a standard average median course in the tour. And then he can say over the course of, you know, X amount of years here at Riviera, it's been 10 percent more important here. Or it's it's you know or greens and regulation are ten percent harder, you know here. So you're saying guys who are generally good at that are generally good at that, at, and the West Coast are generally good at that at this sort of course probably do have a bit of an advantage. So you know comparing uh, this course to the average to the mean course, you know over the over the over the long haul, you can find out exactly what should matter and what uh, what does matter. And it is one of those two where greens and regulation is going to be probably high on a lot of people's lists. Oh, that's a good point too. And then the other thing you can do in, in a lot of modeling tools or just account for it, but don't weigh it. Right? Like pull it, have the data at your fingertips so you can see how someone does in sand saves. But if you don't know how to properly like weight it, um, just don't weight it at all. But it will pull for you when you run the model and you can be able to see it and it's a good tiebreaker or you know something like that. If it's, you know, like I call it, I call them I call them a nudge. Like yeah. when there's, you know, it could be something small in an NFL game where like I make it slight value to bet, you know, let's say the bears over the lions in a game. And I, I weigh in the factors. I look at the positional matchups. I, <clears throat> I come up with my number and it's just something small, like coaching or just the, the travel angle or if something weird happened, you know, I just, they're coming off a weird spot. You know, it's just a little nudge where it's like, ah, that's just enough to keep me from. And that's usually what these are. It's just like, it's not the nudge to make you bet something. It's usually a nudge to keep you off something yeah. where it's like, and, and JT in this case, that's, that's JT this week for me. Like I'm, I'm fine leaving him off this, even though we did see some nice golf. It's just, uh, if you're not going to be able to pot and you're going to be spraying it a little off the tee, I don't know if I want you here. as like a fourth favorite. Yeah. Played drove the hell out of it here last year, which is interesting yeah. to see. Like it was like one of the leaders in driving accuracy, which is not typically uh, a Justin Thomas feature. Um, the interesting part here is I think we both agree because you just see statistically greens and regulation here is, is um, 
less than your tour average events. But we have we both like Morikawa, and we have two years of Victor Hovland here with a fourth and a fifth. And those are kind of the that's kind of the skill set and metric that kind of keeps these guys maybe in that second tier. And from being the elite of the elite, is they sometimes just struggle a little bit around the green. Um, what do you make of that? Is that do you think that there's they're just barely off the green here? They just the irons are so good, like they've had to scramble at a place that we think scrambling matters, and they've had really good success. It's kind of a unique paradox here. Yeah, and it could be. That's the thing, too, is it's so hard to look into the context of some of that without pulling, like, 100 golf shots. Sure. <laughs> because, yeah, there's, there's a lot of... Which we'll never get uh, over years. We'll need years Yeah, and years. It's, so hard, it's so hard to, like, actually take it into context without that. But, you know, somebody could have really good around-the-green numbers for a certain tournament, and it's because they had, like, four shots that were, you know, just off that first cut of the fringe, and it's, like, six feet from the hole. You know, you end up with a few shots where it's like, and hey, that was a really good tee shot. It just rolled off. And you still, and you're still, you're like putting out of the first cut of the rough with a, you know, a six footer making some of those, or at least leaving them really close for a birdie try on like a, if it turned out, you know, if it was like a par five. So there's some goofy stuff that can mess with these stats like that, or, you know, I, I'd love to go back and look at those now because traditionally like not guys who are, able to find that, you know, that 50 foot chip from a low collection area and leave it close. You know, you wonder if it was some stuff like that to throw some noise into the stats. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting to me. I've seen Vic's got a lot of attention. Um, I think his number is another one that's shortened. He's kind of in the next tier. Cantley opens. There were some thirties at Cantley, which is, I had a hard time not firing on. It's just not a guy that I love. Again, he's a Southern California kid. It's a kind of a long number, um, but I had already fired on Zal, and I knew I was just kind of waiting on Zalatoris. You mentioned Burns; that's a guy that I love. I wanted to kind of get in the mix on on Burns a little bit, so I didn't fire on Cantley. But I think thirty was just too long for him. Um, again, coming off of a, you know, he missed the cut at a bad weekend, and we didn't get the discount on Morikawa that I was hoping we would. But we, you know, Cantley shoppers did definitely get that discount. So. Uh, it is a, a loaded mid-tier there. I mentioned Homa was a guy that was tough for me to cross out. But, uh, you know, Zal at 40 was a play for me. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why he didn't play last week. I guess we have, you know, maybe legitimate concerns around health. But, like, 40 yeah, for Zal at You skip one, and he just picked it. I mean, a lot of people just said he didn't want to play there. Yeah. I don't know. I Zalatoris is a guy. Like, I wouldn't want – I wouldn't have backed him there. We don't want him, I don't think, when it's we're getting into the – uh, high teens. We want Zalatoris on really tough tracks. Seems to be his MO so far in his young career. And here's another one. So Zal at north of 30 for me was going to be a lock. High 30s, 37s, 40s that are out there in the marketplace. I just, I'm going to do that every time. Uh, we talked about the Tory Pines corollary. We loved him there. He almost won there two years ago. Easy, easy plug and play for me for Zalatoris, who's debuted well at Augusta with elevation changes that are reminiscent here. So Zalatoris, uh, I think, is a fantastic play. Feel good having a card at the top, even though I'm not at the very top with Morikawa and Zalatoris in terms of just pure ball striking um, and guys that can get white hot at times with the putter and, and uh, put themselves in the mix. So that's the top of my card. Um, what do you got at the top? Yeah, like I said, Morikawa made it. 
I'm probably going to end up skipping Tony. I don't know what was wrong with the putter. It wasn't like, oh, man, he just missed a bunch of 18-footers like that were close. He missed a bunch of five-footers. It was very annoying. I was close on Cantley as well, but that number's kind of beat into place at this point. Yeah. Looking, what is our best price on Sam Burns in the market? I'm willing to drive to Iowa this week. I have a light week. Sammy Burns. I now have like nine more books because I signed up for everything in Arizona. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go figure out. I bet the hole in one yes with oh, my entire yes. with my entire deposit at one book. They had a good price and had to sweat that for four days. But I need to go figure out which book that was and go take <laughs> that money and reinvest it in some uh, more golf props this week. Yeah, Burns is a hard one to leave off for me. Uh, 38 on Chris, uh, domestics at 30, basically. Some 28s out there, too. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty much painted across the board. Yeah, I'll have I'll have Burns. And a lot of that does come down to just how he putted here. Oh, or, excuse me, how, he, how he's putted on these sort of surfaces combined with the rest of his game. Like, his short game is very good. The ball striking has been a little rough at times, but, yeah. I mean, just – just off the tee is good enough where I don't think he's spraying it. We'll see if the if the approaches are easier if he can get some in that are less than 150. If he's if he's kind of ahead of the ahead of the market, if he's ahead of the pack as far as his average distance in, um, and it's not as big of a deal to find some of these greens for him. His putting's going to carry him here. So, um, yeah, 35, 38. If he can get something like that, I'm I'm going to add that one. Bet yeah. Look at that. I like I have four bets now. I like it. Uh, I was on Burns last week. I thought it was a bad number at 45. Burns is similar to JT. The case I made for JT last week is that even though the form wasn't great, JT hasn't historically been a form guy, meaning like he could just come out of nowhere and just have it. And that's Burns too, what we've seen so far in Burns. Like Burns was awful last year at the players. Like approach was just all over the place. He couldn't drive it, wasn't making putts. Next week goes out and wins an Alice so like, there's just it doesn't really necessarily. Yeah, and got got like a got like the general Lee or whatever. Is that where you get like the the old uh, Dodge Charger or whatever? Yeah, no, that's a uh, Colonial, isn't it? Colonial, it's Colonial. Yeah. yeah. Who won it? Was Danny Berger? Somebody got a car. Yeah, they, they've had different cars too. Yeah, they like big trucks sometimes, and yeah. Um, Sanjay's another guy for me that was uh, of interest. I feel like I'm. He's just so close every week. Feels like he's knocking mm. on the door. We kind of like him typically more when he's down in Florida or down in uh, Bermuda. I think he's going to win a tournament here coming up soon. So uh, Sanjay is uh, just playing good golf, finishing position bets, making more sense. Speed, I'm, I'm done. Like, I, I'm never a speed guy. But, like, dude, I thought he was broken at Pebble. Like, he was on his backstroke. He's, like, looking at the club face. Like, he, he was, was he was off. I think and then he had some – PTSD about those cliffs, or I don't know. I, I, for him to go nuclear last week, like I was looking for matchups. I couldn't find anything domestic that was really posting. I was trying to short speed as much as I could. And he goes on on Friday and just goes bonkers. I couldn't find anything worth getting on. Luckily, save me some money. But like, I just, I don't have a feel for Jordan Speed ever. He yeah. can just do it at any track, a form, no form, just not a guy for me. Uh, so yeah, if he speeds your guy. 35s are out there, 40 on MGM. I know the number got really high last week. I think up to like 50 or 60 even. So I get why some people jumped in there. But uh, Speeth is is a tough one for me to, to handicap. Um, this kind of dropped down now to the next tier. Um, I took two shots in this next tier. 
Oh, I haven't really looked at the Discord either. I'm not. I'm curious because I'm gonna go with a little bit of uh, the Kakuya and Poa narrative. We talked about it having guys that have had success in terms of uh, Tory Pines and then also some Aussies. Uh, Jason Day's playing really good golf. Um, yeah. He's had some success uh, putting at Pebble on the Poa. Uh, good success at Tory over the years. And uh, mixed results here. Not a great track record here, surprisingly. But he's just playing really good golf. Uh, there was a 50 on Jason Day on Rivers. Looks like for the most part, like he's down to 37 on FanDuel. It's a little, that's short for me. I really like the 50. So I, I play Jason Day at 50. And then his countryman, Adam Scott, at 60. Um, again, course history here is we know he can do it. Like He's told us that there are only a handful of golf tournaments that matter. The PGA Tour has agreed, and we've uh, designated them as elevated events. Uh, this, I think, is one of them, and I think Scott would be here to compete. So uh, 60 on Scott. Looks like 65 on Chris, if you have access to that, is a really good number. Um, he's moved to 60 on DraftKings and points bet as well. So those are my uh, my next tier of guys um, going with the Aussies. Yeah, and I was, I was close. I was super close on Scott. I did end up playing Jason Day. Uh, what'd you get? What'd you say again? I got a 50 on day. Yeah. Like I should hunt around a little more. I don't think there's any of those left. I think people are kind of onto him. He has played really good golf. It is a spot where his, his skill set matches up. And yeah, I think it was 45, 47, something along that. I grabs. I bet Jason day this morning. I, yeah, Adam Scott was close. Like you said, if you have offshores, Chris has a 65, which is a pretty good number mm -hmm. on him. I'm tempted. I'm close, but my card is starting to fill up. And the other guy from that general area, I bet, and I don't love this because the the approach has been a little bit problematic at times. But he's another one where his the rest of the skill set matches up here, and he's so good off the tee. And if he's healthy, he's going to be putting fine here. Is Matty Fitzpatrick at again close to fifty? Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head quite around that price. I'd, I'd would think this would be, should be a 33 kind of thing. And if he's healthy, if he were coming in healthy for sure, I think that's where he'd be priced. I think some of that is is uh, being priced in and people are kind of avoiding him in the market. So uh, it'll be fun to sweat him for two days, I guess, before he goes away. But <laughs> I, I couldn't resist one there. I was close on Kim at 60, but haven't seen the best call from him in the last few weeks. And then uh, uh, Hatton, I thought about it, but his price is getting kind of beat down based off last week's results. And I'd need more like a 55, 60 on him, I think as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Jason, back to Jason day real quick. I just brought it up while we were, we're going there. Some of the things we talked about, like look over the last 36 rounds, he's fifth in good drafts. He's first in bogey avoidance um, checks boxes in the proximity ranges. If you want you want to, you know, anything approach T to green scrambling. He's seventh. Like he's just, he's playing really good golf. Seems to be healthy. Um, you know, this is a, at one point was a really dominant number one player in the world. Like he won like five out of seven events at one point. Like he can kind of do it. Uh, this is one of those spots where I kind of like him uh, quite a bit. So 50s on him, I think are great. I like the price on Fitz too. Like I think sometimes you just have to close your eyes and, and know that a number is wrong on a guy and, and hope that you're getting a discount on perception of injury. Because like this feels like a great spot for for Fitz, where he would his new game I think would transfer really well here. So that was a nice pickup by you because you know 37s 40 pretty much everywhere else. So 
That was a really good number. Yeah, it looks like still available. Again, I'm I'm pretty much just looking at Bookmaker right now, but Fitzpatrick is still 47 in the market there. There's a lot of 40s available out there as well. Um, and I guess I did see a Hatton at 50 now. Maybe maybe that's something I'm interested in. Man, I, I generally, my numbers don't love Hatton. I think some of it is just I watched him in person. Christ, he was playing good golf last week. So, yeah, um, he gets white hot, man. That his approach game is sick. Yeah, I think I think that's maybe a live ad kind of look. That might be my card. That might be the four I go with. It might just be Morikawa, Burns, Day, and Fitzpatrick for now, with uh, maybe some bullets in the holster. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna start looking at this too. Maybe we have a bit of a wave advantage with a, a decent sized field. Maybe there's something to be looked at after after day one. I'm not sure. We'll see what the weather looks like. It never rains in Southern California, but we thought it was going to be really nice weather for the waste management. That's how piss poor waste uh, weathermen are at their jobs. Like, yeah. uh, oh, the weather's going to be fine. Then, oh, there's like 20 mile an hour straight line winds blowing right into their face on like four of these holes. What is going on? The weather kind of it, it was nice because it's warm down there and it was it kept it cool. But man, you're in it sucks. You're in the shade with that wind. It was like cold. It was stupid how it, like I'm supposed to be warm. This is the desert. I'm on vacation. Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm on vacation. Leaving Minnesota. I want to go get uh, you know some some color. Um, yeah, it is. I don't think we're going to get rain. Although it has rained more in Southern California in the last couple of months than it typically does. So I have read some reports that they. Do expect it to maybe play a little bit softer, which maybe could lead to a little bit more low, lower scoring because you know the greens. Part of the greens and regulation issue here is they are firm and fast, um, so you know they may be able to hold it a little bit here. But we'll see. We'll see how that kind of plays out. Um, those are my top four. I do have one more. Um, I took. I love Keegan. I like Keegan on the hard courses. I, I wondered why you didn't bring him up yet. Keegan at seventy five. Um, was a one of my first clicks there. Looks like uh, still seventy on Chris. If you're offshore, sixty six on MGM still. There's some seventy fives for me out there. I can yep. get bet in line has a seventy five right now. If I were dumb, I I could bet that. I agree with you though. Like tough courts, it's it's a decent uh, it's a decent spot for him, especially of the guys in that. Like, yeah, you know, do you think just Justin Rose? I don't think matches up real well here. And yeah, he's had a nice year, but I'm I'm not so sold on that. Like, if you want some long shots in that seventy to a hundred range, Keegan's there, Ricky's there, Taylor Montgomery. Yeah, which, uh, I think that might be my final ad. Uh, if I a couple things line up and I can get maybe a slightly better price, so I, I feel like there should be hundreds on Montgomery. And maybe I'm wrong. I guess there's a ninety three. Fuck, I guess that's a half unit bet. All right, Taylor Montgomery, you just made the cut. Fifth fifth play for me. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to bet that right now because I'm going to search around, see if there's a slightly better number, 80 at Bovada. 93 might be the best I can get. What are you seeing in the market? He's all over the place. Um, yeah. 60s, 80s. Um, you don't have Chris, is that correct? No, I do, for sure. Oh, 98. Wait, so, I mean, it's been bent down a little, like – Whatever screen you're looking at is delayed by a, a few minutes, I think. Okay. It's actually it's down to 93. I better get it now. Jesus. Yeah, I mean that's just way off of everything else domestically. So, so half unit on Taylor Montgomery. Uh, this is a guy we talked about at the beginning of the year. Like, uh, what'd we say? He might not win this week, but I think he wins this year. Yep. And he's another one too, where the approach game is. I mean, it's not the biggest sample size either, but he's putted really well this year. He's great off the tee. He's kind of he's 
sneaky good around the green and just not really a name yet. Doesn't have the the backing of a decent sample size, apparently. And I guess I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's interesting to see Shane Lowry way down here at 100, uh, 150 uh, on Chris. I bet, well, and I bet him last week too. I bet him over. Yeah. I bet him over Hatton. I'm not sure I've lost. I've lost matchups by like 17 strokes before. I've won matchups by like 17 strokes, but that was a true beatdown. I had uh, Shane Lowry with the new caddy over Hatton and come, you know, come cut line time. I think it was like a 12 stroke difference. So. That didn't work out. I'm probably cool on Lowry for them for the time being because of that. Just we'll pump the brakes on Sugar Shane for a bit. Let him yeah. let him get used to this new caddy. Figure some things out, but that is a big number. Um, a couple other guys I wanted to ask. I'm not you firing about it anymore. Call her day. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Sahith Gala had a pretty big number. You think about his uh, his course fit here. I struggle with Sahith because I never feel like I know where or why he's going to play well. Uh, I just don't have a great feel for. <laughs> that's a good his, way to. His, that's a good way to phrase that. Yeah, it's just he's not a super consistent player. I don't think he has like a. Uh, I think just like the pedigree is strong. I don't think he has a stick a sticky skill set yet. Um, so definitely not a guy for for me here. But again, this is another guy like he's. I don't know. He's going to win sometime this year. Right? Like he's just going to be in the mix. Sometimes going to be like, oh gosh, he's he's playing really good golf. A couple of guys like I, I don't, I just don't think these guys at this point are going to win this tournament. But a couple of guys that I think are worth noting: Wyndham Clark is playing really good golf and can hit it a mile and putts really well and has had some success here. Uh, he is way too short for me, but there are like some nineties out there. A Thatcher thing again, more of a finishing position play, maybe a matchup play. That's long. Adam Hadwin is typically a guy that is more streaky. You know, he gets really hot and plays really good golf and obviously was in the mix at the waste management fits here. Um, I think in a lot of ways and is out there pretty long numbers. Um, if you're looking to back him in the outrights at 130 on DraftKings is a pretty long number. Again, same spot. I, I, I'm not going to waste money on it. I know that you feel the same way. Uh, Cam Davis is a guy that I, I also think is going to win some golf tournaments over the next handful of years. Fits the Aussie narrative has not been playing good golf whatsoever. But again, like just maybe a bounce back off of maybe short term poor form. But man, he is he is tickling two hundred in some. Yeah, spots. he's like a top forty play. Yeah, no, I, I can't bet him to win. No, this. I agree. Oh, I didn't really. None of these guys are outright. No, winning. no, I, a lot. I think a lot of these guys are. If you find an off market price on top twenty slash top forty something along that line, maybe that's uh maybe that's something to grab. That's kind of the, all those guys for me fall in that bucket. So I could I could get down with like a Cam Davis top forty because just the Aussie thing, and he does fit the course. Well, I just played so shittily. Yeah, shittily. I'm not so sure. Is a word, but it's been it's been shittily. Um, and that'll be like uh, over. That'll be two to one at least. I'll be more than two to one. You'll be hitting like oh yeah yeah. I bet you three three fifty yeah. on top forty. She's <laughs> a big price. Um. Prop that everybody's going to mention and has already on the on the timeline so far. The Tiger Woods miscut. It's like minus two hundred. Fair. I mean, it's it's about half the guys make the cut. It's sixty in ties or sixty five. Sixty five. Yep. At sixty five, I think it's just normal normal number even with the short field. So <sighs> it's not a place he's ever 
I know. One, he hasn't had the best success, and it's coming off a long layoff. Like, it feels like we're excited about like the three birdies sprinkled in with the six bogeys on Friday. I don't, I don't know. I just can't do it. Yeah, it. Like, I don't want to cheer for that. I get, I, that's it. And I think sometimes it's just that simple. Like, there's so many things that we can bet on this week. And, you know, I'm of a certain age. You're not quite of that certain age, but you're old enough to remember uh, a lot of peak, peak, peak tiger. And I just can't yeah. do it, Andy. Like, I don't want to, I don't want him to come on the screen and I'm like cheering for him to not do well. Like, I want to see him play really good golf. I want to see him kick ass. I, 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 if you bet, if you bet this, you're like hoping he reaches for his back after he yeah. drives the ball. Like, it's not again. If, if you are, if you can completely divorce yourself of that, him to miss the cut at minus 200 probably is fair. Like, I don't it's think probably it's probably the like, fair number. Yeah. yeah I don't think fine. it's like some, some super value that, that other people have been driving the number the other way. And you have like this good number, but I mean, if you're like minus one twenty, I, I might be, I might like sure. bet it and try to drink enough that night. So I forgot I did and just deal with it on Sunday or Friday. Yeah. Honestly, this is the problem is I watched the uh, golf channel had highlights of the uh, 2000 us open at pebble the other day. And like, my mind is warped. I mean, that's probably one of the best of any sport. That's probably one of the best performances that I've ever seen. Um, no one else is like, I think second place is like plus four. And Tiger goes out there uh, on Sunday with the tournament locked up and is just like, just fucking dialed in. Again, it's in the bag, but he's like, I'm not bogeying a hole out here today. And like wins and like goes like, 12, 13 under sets the record at a U.S. Open. No one else is even sniffing even, and he's just like dominating. He's just one of like the insane Tiger performances of all time. And like, I know that we're talking about something that happened twenty three years ago. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. like, do you, I understand. You, want, you are, I'll give you a yeah. Do you want Michael Jordan over twenty five and a half points going up against like the you know the, the Celtics tomorrow? I understand, <laughs> but I don't know. I MJ still got like old man games. Like I he He's still basketball is different. Yeah, yeah. You're not walking like that's the thing. No, anyone who's ever anyone who's never walked an entire round, I'd encourage you to do that sometime. Yeah. And I guarantee your Muni is flatter than a lot of uh, PGA courses. Although we have a pretty hilly one out here that I would never walk, but I mean it's and and that's the thing. Like your Muni is also like six thousand yards, right. Like, right? These are this is you know this is something for a lower body injury like that. the The hardest part for him here is probably walking the course. I think his game's probably going to be fine. It's just um, there's going to be some fatigue and. Maybe some problems with the iron. So <clears throat> I'm staying away from all tiger props. I'm probably staying away from all tiger matchups as well. Just because they're not they're not giving me who I want to bet on anyway. So yeah. Steering clear. So yeah, it's gonna be Montgomery for a little bit. Uh Burns, Day, Fitzy, and Colin. That's I think that's my whole card for the week. I'll go put that in the Discord now if you're over there. I'll start working on my matchups and uh hopefully I can get that going. I had uh I had decent Decent with the daily matchups, but I also was uh, having trouble with the, you know, the rounds were overlapping. They weren't getting the full awesome. rounds in because of the frost delay. And then also yep. I was waking up kind of late because of my drinking. So I didn't actually bet that many daily matchups. I think it's just like I went one oh and two or something. I think I had one winner and two pushes over the entire the tournament. Schedule. Yeah, and not just your schedule, but like when the uh, rounds are, you know, we're not getting like clean starts and stops the rounds. It's just, it's really hard. Yeah, I forgot we had the yeah we had the frost delays. Shouldn't have that in LA. 
Yeah. It's less less desert, more SoCal. So yeah, um, we have oh, some overlap need... with uh, Morikawa and Day, which is good. And then I also have Zal Scott and Keegs, and I, that's it. I was I was considering going one more that's like higher, uh, but I added Day instead, and I'm I'm fine with that. Like I I'll add something live if I like it, um, but I, I'm I'm fine with the the five kind of in that. Yep. that I think winnable range. All right. Yeah. And if anyone has any questions, hit us up in the chat or on the discord or on the Twitter, or I mean, maybe it's someone who knows me. You can text me. Uh, <laughs> don't call. I'm not going to answer. I have meaning psychopaths call. Um, yeah. No, no one should call anyone ever. No. <laughs> just go see at that point, just drive and see them in person. <laughs> don't what, worse leaving a voicemail. Christ. Oh my gosh. What, what, <laughs> Nobody got time 1998. Yeah. Any, any last thoughts before we call our day then? No. That's it. Uh, good stuff as always. You want to be in the Discord to get all the bets uh, when we push them out. Again, we're talking outrights here, but like Andy's bread and butter is matchups. So you're not getting that here. Uh, you get the free one in the newsletter. If you haven't subscribed to the newsletter newsletter that Andy puts together, you're missing out. Uh, but uh, yeah, you're not getting all the good matchups and all the stuff that, uh, you know, Klaus bets a just absolute crap ton of finishing positions and matchups as well. So you get all that through the betting sub. Or I'm sorry, through, you know, Betsports golf sub uh and get all the discord access is where you want to be and that's the thing too i i bet in the offshores guys i i know a lot of you don't i know a lot of people don't they have the legals i will i think i'm going to start doing that i'm going to start evaluating the matchup prices at the legals and at least give some opinions going forward for because i get that question a lot and i encourage you if you're if you do subscribe and get into the discord tag me and say hey i have a matchup what do you think of it at this price? And I'll, I'll give you my opinion on it one way or the other. So hit me up if you ever had any of that. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs>